Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Hosea. Turn with me to the book of Hosea. Oh, children, go ahead and be released. Amen. He's about to get caught up in the matrix. We'll be able to get out. (laughs) Glory to God. Hosea. We have been reading the book of Hosea this week. Amen. And, um, and, um, our senior pastor has given um, us liberty to preach on whatever we desire in this book of Hosea. Amen. And people of God, we always, it's always have been our desire to be used of the Lord. But by show of hands, um, do you want to be used of the Lord? Amen. 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 And that's, and that's generally the consensus amongst the believers. They always desire to be used of the Lord. We all say we want God to use us and we want God to have his way in our lives. But I've come to one conclusion that we want to be used for the most part on our own terms and not on God's terms. Hosea chapter 1. I'm going to be reading from the NIV. Um, the word reads... The word of the Lord that came to Hosea, son of Beri, during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, during the reign of Jeroboam, son of Jehoash, king of Israel. When the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said unto him, go marry a promiscuous woman. That's my reaction indeed. Did God just say what I thought he said? I think I heard the same thing you heard too. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Father, I hide myself behind the cross, God. I pray that you just have your way. I pray you do whatever you desire to do. We here, we're yours, Lord God. We're your putty. Make us into what you desire us to be made into. Father, have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. So God tells Hosea to marry a prostitute. Oh, God. Baby, get my vehicle running. Because these people are looking at me crazy. Uh, uh, remember God um, asked the prophet Ezekiel, because we've been going through the Bible and, and, and reading uh, book after book, and we are now in Hosea. Ezekiel comes before Hosea. So remember God asked the prophet Ezekiel to illustrate God's message to his generation of exiles by lying on one side for 390 days. <laughs> and then on the other side, For 40 days. That's in Ezekiel chapter 4, verse 4 through 6. (sighs) Lie on one side. God. 390 days. I'm not saying seconds. Because if I do it for 390 seconds, this whole left side is sleeping, hurting, I think arthritis may may be able to set in or something. Something may happen if I lay down here 390 days on one side. And then when Ezekiel thought he was finished, 
God said, flip over. <laughs> 40 more days on the other side. <sighs> the book of Isaiah says it like this. Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 8 and 9. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. <laughs> Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heaven is higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. God, in his infinite wisdom, also instructs Ezekiel to cut off all his hair with his sword. Ezekiel chapter five, verse one. And uh, he tells Uh, The same Isaiah that I was um, just referencing in chapter 55, he tells the same Isaiah to go naked for three years. Preacher, come on now. Is that in the book? Okay. Um, Isaiah chapter 20, verse 1 through 4. All of these unusual signs act effectively to communicate God's truth to audiences that are too stubborn to listen to anything normal or or the traditional presentation of God's word. I'm going to use for a subject, there's nothing wrong with your hearing. Wish I had the clicker. It would say it on there. There is nothing wrong with your hearing. Look at somebody say, there's nothing wrong with your hearing. Mm -hmm. Come on, look at somebody else. They didn't talk talk in their good ear. Say, there's nothing wrong with your hearing. Uh Uh-huh. There there might be something wrong with our doing, but there's nothing wrong with our hearing. Just because it's, it's not what you wanted to hear doesn't mean it's not from God. Okay, Hosea, verse 2. It says, when the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, go marry a promiscuous woman. Point number one, God will always speak to you before he speaks through you. (laughs) Let me say it again. God will always speak to you before he speaks through you. Point number one. It's one thing to get a word for yourself, but an entirely different thing to get a word for a whole other nation or even one single other person other than you. God was starting to talk through Hosea and he gives him the word to get married. Um, and I'm sure Hosea, he was uh, marriage material. I'm sure Hosea, he was marriage age. And I'm sure Hosea was marriage ready. And, and I'm sure Hosea, he was somewhat excited about getting married. But then God said, hold on, I'm not finished with the sentence. All, he, all Hosea was hearing was, you about to get married. And then he says, God says, I want you to marry a prostitute, someone that's loose. Don't get, 
don't get me wrong, it's nothing wrong to marry someone and they used to be this or they used to be that. Because the truth be told, we all used to be something. So it's, so it's not a message of bashing down anyone. But, but this person, she was presently doing her thing. It wasn't like she had stopped and put a pause on it. She was still hooking and crooking and doing her thing. So God tells Hosea to marry a promiscuous woman. So I looked up promiscuous. And it says, having or characterized by many transient sexual relationships. Transient. I'm like, you're getting too dignified. Transient. I'm thinking, what's that? I'm thinking of the martyr, the bus, the transient system. You know, you know, so that's the, that's kind of how it was. It's a it's a it's a it's an ongoing thing. So so having a or characterized by many transient sexual relations. Demonstrating or implying an undiscriminating or unselective approach, meaning it doesn't matter who you are, I'll let you have some of me. So the question is, what stuff are you allowing to have you knowing you belong to God? What, what, what is having you? What, what have you allowed to get you and to hold on to you? And to get on a ride and not pay. (laughs) And you know you belong to God. At this point in Israel's life, she is not being faithful to her God. So not only does God tell Hosea to marry a prostitute, but then he takes it a little further. He says, have children with her. Oh, God. You know, it's, it's one thing to marry someone you know will not be faithful to you, but it's an entirely different circumstance when you have children with someone like that because when you have children, it makes it even the more difficult to get out of that relationship. I'm going somewhere with this. How many of us are in relationships with stuff? And because what has been produced, remember she had children, she produced. So how many of us are in relationships with stuff? I'm not talking about people. So this is not a message saying, oh, he told me I got to cut you off. Uh, and you married to somebody. No, no, you ain't going to get me to say that. Listen, uh, How many of us are in relationships with stuff? And because what has been produced as a result of that relationship, you're having a hard time leaving. Because what was produced makes me happy. What was produced makes me feel good. Because what was produced makes my money flow over. Just to clarify, if you still think um, what I'm talking about is about a husband and a a wife, you still got it wrong. I'm talking about a person and their relationship with stuff rather than their relationship with God. There is no doubt that God wants the marriage of Hosea and the adulterous woman, Gomer, to represent God's covenant marriage with adulterous Israel. Hosea doesn't express any opposition to this instruction. Did you see that? 
He didn't say, wait a minute. Put your brakes on, God. I, I heard you say marriage. And then after you said that, I think you said prostitute I'm supposed to marry. He didn't even say, wait a minute, I object. He just went on with it. He accepts God's direction and follows it, even if it may have seemed a little odd. Anybody ever heard something from God and it seemed a little off? It seemed a little odd? You thinking to yourself, maybe it must be those meatballs I ate last night that's just turning. It, 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 it may be something like that. It, it may be a little gas that I ain't got rid of yet. It may be something. But there is something going on and it seems like a little odd, the word that I've heard. Point number two, before God gives you an odd word or a faith provoking word, you must first be confident in his word. <laughs> Let me tell you point number two if you're taking notes. Before God gives you an odd word or a faith provoking word, you must first be confident in his word. Why would God give you a challenging word if your faith can't even handle an ordinary word? Well, preacher, what's an ordinary word? Okay, an ordinary word is like read your word, read your Bible, like pray, like forgive, fellowship with the believers, give to the poor, pay your tithe and love one another. If we can't accept just a normal word, how are we going to receive an odd word or something that may seem a little off to us? Listen, Hosea had relationship and really knew God before this seemingly odd word came to him. Oh, let me say that again. Hosea had relationship with God before this seemingly odd word came to him. So what I'm saying is before God gives you an odd word, he's already given you a normal word so you can know him. Uh, Paul said this. He says that I may what? Know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. I got to know God. Hosea verse number three. It says, so he married Gomer, daughter of Diblaim, and she conceived and bore a son. So now Gomer, she's producing. <laughs> she doesn't have right relationship, but she's producing. The most dangerous place to be in is when you know you're not doing right and you're still prospering. <laughs> because it gives you a false sense of security and gives you a reason not to change. <laughs> Pastor, Pastor Mindy said, say it again. Okay. The most dangerous place for you to be in is when you know you are not doing right and you're still prospering. Because it gives you no incentive to change. Last point, point number three, and we're about to go to the house. Just because you're producing doesn't mean you have right relationship. 
<laughs> let me say it again. Just because you're producing doesn't mean you have right relationship. Because there are some things in your life that are just going right. But the Bible says it like this. He says that the just, that, 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 that the rain falls on the just as well as the unjust. So you cannot um, hold that as a barometer scale for your spirituality that because I'm prospering, I must, my relationship with God must be tight. It's not a good barometer. For some of us, things are going well and we are prospering and having things. But if our relationship isn't right, it's all for nothing. The Bible says, what does it profit a man if he would gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Listen, you have, this is your own soul. It's not no one else's responsibility to, to, to manage your soul. You have to manage your own soul, your will, your emotions, your intellect, and say, God, I choose you. So just to sum it up, point number one, God will always speak to you before he speaks through you. Point number two, before God gives you an odd word or a faith-provoking word, you must first be confident in his word. And point number three, just because you're producing doesn't mean you have right relationship. Everyone on your feet. <sighs> My wife said, she said, last time, baby, you preached too long. She, she, she hurt my feelings. She said, she said, no, baby, it was good. It was good. But you could have cut it. You could have broke it off a little, a little sooner. <laughs> but, but the thing about it is, is you need a wife that could balance you, that can, that can tell you, baby, uh, you sank. You need someone like that, that, that can confront you and that you receive it and say, okay, baby, you know what? It was right. It was right. Hosea here, he didn't have a wife like that. She was, she was kind of like uh, on loan. She, she was a wife on paper only. She wasn't a wife in the heart. There's a difference when you're just a wife on paper. When you're just a wife on paper, there are things that you won't even do. As you continue to read Hosea, it tells how she continued to leave. But Hosea, he's a representation of God and Jesus and how he continued to go after her. God commanded, say, go after your wife. Because God was saying, I, listen, I know you're on the run. So some of us here may be on the run spiritually from God. But God is saying, I'm after you, baby. I'm still after you. I still want you. I still desire you. I still desire you. Listen, you've heard some things from God. Listen, you don't have to be even in a right place of God to hear from God. God had, I remember God was talking to me even when I was not even doing right. What he was saying, come on, you know, you, come on, you know what's right. Do the right thing. 
God tells us what to do. Listen, there's nothing wrong with your hearing. You're hearing the right thing, but you're just not matching it up with what you're doing. And God is saying, I want you to do the right thing now. Come unto me. So there may be one here that may not know the Lord Jesus Christ as personal Savior. And you say, I, hey, I want to know him because I want to get my... I want to get my life right. I want, to, I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. I want to know him in my heart. I really want to know him. I want to be faithful to him. I don't want to be like um, Gomer and continue to go off and, and have these other things as false and idle gods in my life. And many people say that, that there's no more idle gods. You know, those were back in the days because we don't see nothing like wood, stubble, or hay. We don't see nothing like that. But, 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 but more of our gods are, are these things that we have when we put them over God. There's nothing wrong with accumulating things. Don't get me wrong. There, there's nothing wrong with getting it all. But as long as your heart is right with God. Get, listen. The Bible says, I wish above all that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prosper. So there's nothing wrong with obtaining things and going up the corporate ladder. But when you're going up the corporate ladder, don't lose your heart for God. Don't lose your motivation to please God. God, I still want you. Although I'm going up, God, I want you. I want you. I want you. So if there's none that's going to come up to say, I want to give my life to the Lord, um, you might want to come up after service. That's, that's fine. <laughs> that is fine because we know a man in the Bible, he, he, he done the same thing. He come in, a, in the night and said, I want, I, I want it. But guess what? As long as you get it, you get it. So let us pray and we're going to go to the house. Father, we love you. We honor you. We bless you. We praise you. Father, thank you for the encouraging word that there's nothing wrong with our hearing because we understand and we know by your word that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. So, Father, Lord God, we believe in your word and we know that there's nothing wrong with our hearing and we're going to hear your word, not just hear your word, but we're going to be doers of your word. So, Father, as we leave this place, but not your presence, we pray that you be with us. We pray that you would guide us. In the name of Jesus, do we pray. Now unto him that is able to keep you from, from falling and present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now, henceforth, and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Hug your neighbor. You're dismissed.